people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. These are the people who often despise those who are in the top 5% because of what the 5% has, but completely ignores the consistent actions of the 5% versus the actions of them in the 80%. Stay all day. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. 
You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we are talking the 5-15-80 rule. And I will explain what that is, where it comes from, and I'm going to help you figure out where you fall in this rule because it covers 100%. You add those three numbers up. But before we get into that, first of all, let me tell you, when I have a daily motivation text that I send out free of charge every morning, everyone who's in my text community, this message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. So if you would like to receive this message, here's the only thing you got to do. Text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, because you are a member of my texting community, you shall receive that message. That's the only reason why you're going to get it. So you got to text me to be in the community to make sure you get that message. Secondly is my university, workonyourgameuniversity.com is where you get access to all of my coaching programs. That's where you can get into my exclusive trainings that I only put in the university. That's where you get access to all of my courses, like my Bulletproof Mindset, 30 Days of Discipline, ASAP Confidence, Next Mission, Business Builder, Your Body, Your Health. All of those courses are part of the university and you get my physical mailings that I send out every single month. Those only go to people who are being coached by me or who are members of my university. Get access to that by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, getting into this topic. Now, we've talked about the 80-20 rule before. Some of you have heard of it, also known as Pareto's Principle. And we talked about that in episodes number 2180 and 2181. Put a note here. 2180 and 2181, also in episode 330, we talked about the 80-20 principle, which basically states that 80% of the results come from 20% of the inputs and pretty much anything that you do. So if you run a sales organization, 80% of your sales are coming from 20% of your salespeople. If you are a farmer producing crops, 80% of your crops come from 20% of the seeds. If you're a sports team, 80% of the winning is being produced by 20% of the players. And you can apply this to anything that you do because it's a principle that has been proven to be consistent across different disciplines and different practices. So the 80-20 rule is being broken down here today further. And I'm going to explain what these numbers mean and where it can affect you. So we're breaking it down even deeper to help you understand better how people because this is what today's episode is about. People naturally sort themselves within any group on any subject, regardless of their levels. So what you want to do with what you hear today is check yourself and find out where you are within these groups and also start to notice this in any groups in which you are an observer or if you're an administrator. You will notice that this principle applies across the board. So the same way the 80-20 principle applies, this 5-15-80 principle applies. So let's get into it. So I don't step on anything I'm going to share. Point number one, the topic, once again, is the 5-15-80 rule. This applies to all industries, all athletes. This applies in coaching clients. This applies in any form of business everywhere else, ETC, et cetera, everywhere you look. If you look at a group of, let's say, minimum wage workers, for example, you're going to see 5-15-80. You look at a group of billionaires, you will see 5-15-80. So this has nothing to do with how successful a person is or how much money they make or what level they're at. Whatever group you have, a contained, self-contained group, there's going to be a group of 5%, a 15% group, and an 80% group. 
Okay, so the performance levels are relative to the group that they're a part of. So you're 5, 15, or 80, and this applies in your family. This applies at work. It applies in anywhere that you've ever been part of a, even as a volunteer organization, your community, everywhere, and in different aspects of life, period. So some people, so for example, you could be part of the 5% in some things. You'd be part of the 80% in other things and the 15% in something else. So for example, a person can make a lot of money. They may be in the one group when it comes to making money, but they're in terrible physical shape. So they're in a different group when it comes to their physical shape. So one person can be in different groups in different aspects of life. So I'm just giving that as a, this first point here, just as a, a primer to help you understand that just because you're in a group in one aspect does not mean that that grandfathers you into that same group in other aspects. That's just the primer as the first point. Let's move on to the second point so I can explain to you exactly what these numbers are. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is we're talking about the 5, 15, 80 rule. Number two, here's what the numbers mean. 5% of people inside of a group are doing amazingly well. These are the super high achieving individuals. These are your success stories. These are the people that other people want to model themselves after. These are the people who raise the value of the organization just by being in the room, just because of who they are as a person. And that's attached to what they have accomplished as an individual. These are the people who become the leaders of organizations or they should be the leaders of organizations because they lead by their example of what they've done. So they are the leaders, even if they don't have the title, simply because of what they do causes other people to look to them as guideposts for what everybody else should do. All right. These are the people who are looked at as overachievers because they're achieving way over what everybody else does. So to them, they're not overachieving, but to everybody else, they're overachievers because again, it's only 5% of them. So to the 95%, these people are the overachievers. These are the people who are doing much more than what is generally expected of them. They're doing a lot more than even what is just the baseline level of acceptance. They're going way beyond what is asked of them. They're asked to do seven, they do 15. They're asked to be there at 10, they're there at 9.30. These are the people who are, and I'm just using those as rough examples here. It's not really about time, but it's about, these are the people who are in the top 5% of production, of quality, of energy, of just how they're looked at and relative to everybody else in the group. Again, I told you this can apply to any group of people. So you can have a bunch of minimum wage workers. You can have 100 people who earn minimum wage. There's a 5% group amongst the minimum wage earners, and they probably won't stay minimum wage earners for long. You get what I'm saying here. So you can have a 5% group amongst millionaires. These people are moving on to become decamillionaires and hundred millionaires, centimillionaires, or even billionaires because they're already in the top 5%, not necessarily in money, but in everything that they do, who they're being, what they're doing, and eventually is going to translate into what they're having. So this 5% group are the people who just do amazingly well and they are just you know, blowing everybody else in that group out of the water. And any group, that 5%, these are the people who show up all the way, all the time. Like I talk about in my book, The Third Day, and the reason that the subtitle for the book, The Third Day, is the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs. Third Day is all about who is showing up even when you don't feel like showing up. The people in the top 5%, they always show up even when they don't feel like it. If they didn't feel like showing up, you wouldn't know that they didn't feel like showing up by the way that they showed up. You get what I'm saying here? They show up in such a way that even when they're having a day that they don't feel that great, you wouldn't be able to pinpoint that this is the day that they don't feel great because the way that they showed up, it's just like every other day. The day that they feel amazing and the day that they feel like shit, their performance is pretty much consistent. That's the professional. That's the high level individual. That's who the book, The Third Day is about. The book, The Third Day is about making you into that type of person. 
and moving you to be that type of person by following the strategies and, and the system that I laid out in the book, The Third Day. If you didn't know, I wrote a book called The Third Day and or you do not have it. You can go to thirddaybook.com, thirddaybook.com, spell it out, and I'll give you a free copy of the book physically to your doorstep. Just cover the shipping. Again, thirddaybook.com. So the overachievers, these are the people, again, do more than is expected of them. They will show up early if they need to stay late, even when they're not asked to. All right, this is what puts them in that top 5%. All of these traits put together. And again, it's not that they just do this one time. They are consistent with this. This is something that is just part of who they are as a person. This is not something that they do. This is who they are. Do you understand the difference between those two things? See, you can be the person who does a bunch of hard work one day because you feel motivated and excited to do hard work. See, the people in the top 5%, they do hard work every day because it's naturally how they are as a person. They don't have to think about the fact that they're doing hard work. See, the people who are not in the 5%, they have to think about working that hard on a particular day because you're telling yourself to do it. The people in the top 5%, this is who they are. This is who they be, if you get what I'm saying, as a person. So they don't have to think about it. They're going to naturally do it no matter what, even when they don't feel like it. Again, this is the third day. In any group, these people exist. These are your difference makers. I did an episode talking about the difference makers versus the the good players. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in the next point. These are the difference makers. All right. These are the people who raise the level of any group and they pull everyone in the group up to a higher level simply because they're there. And they pull other people up to a level that those people otherwise would not or could not reach without the presence of the top 5% individuals. So any of you saw that Michael Jordan docuseries, Michael Jordan slash Chicago Bulls docuseries that came out in 2020, spring of 2020, called The Last Dance. Michael Jordan was one of these top 5% guys. And the reason why was not because of all the points that he scored and the championships and the, the sneakers and the endorsement money. He was the top 5% guy because of what I just described. He was the kind of guy who having him in a room brought the level up of everybody else in the room. So even if there were other people in the room who were not top 5% guys, they performed at a higher level than they normally would. They outperformed their baseline just because Michael Jordan was in the room. That's what a top 5% person does. The people around them are a lot better with them than they would be without them. That's the top 5%. So if you are wondering, hey, I wonder if I'm one of these top 5% people that Dre's talking about, I just gave you a litmus test right there. Look at the people around you. Are they performing better with you in their presence? And I don't mean just physically in the room, but just being around you, working with you, being a friend of yours, being a acquaintance of yours, being in the same industry or same organization as you. Are they performing at a higher level because you're around and they would without you? These are the type of people that the people in charge, if there are people in charge, love to have people in the top 5% around because these people raise and maintain the standards of everyone else without the boss needing to do so. So like I said, you will have these. If you take a bunch of minimum wage workers, you got the top 5% in that minimum wage group. All right. These are the people who make all the other minimum wage people step their game up because they feel wrong not stepping their game up being around these people. All right. You want to be that type of person that makes everybody else say, damn, looking at them makes me want to step my game up. All right. That's the top 5%. If that's happening, then you are in the top 5%. If it's not happening, that's okay. You can still get there. But now I just gave you a description of what this person does and how this person conducts themselves. So now you have a at least a picture of it in your mind. Point number three, today's topic, once again, we are talking the 5, 15, 80 rule. So I just told you who the 5% are. Let's talk about the 15%. 15% are the people who do well and they are good. These are people who are good. They're not mediocre. No, they're not bad. They're good. These are the people who are solid contributors to what they do. These are the folks who are adequate 
They do everything that is asked and or required of them. They do what is needed from them and expected of them, and they are generally solid, useful contributors. These are the 15%. If you listen to episodes number 2079 and 2080, that's where I talked about good players versus difference makers. So if you didn't listen to those episodes, go listen to them. The 15% are the good players. All right, the 5% are the difference makers. So if you want to know the difference, all right, a good player is at 15%, and the 5% are the difference makers. I talked at the top of this episode about the 80-20 rule. So you add the 5% to the 15%, you got the 20 right there. 80% of the production in any organization comes from these two groups. It comes from the good players and the difference makers combined. They produce 80% of the output of everything that comes out. But there is a line of delineation between the 5% and the 15%. Because the 5% raise the level of everybody, including the 15%. And the difference between the 5% and the 15% is that the 5% have a psychology that is a little bit different than the 15%. And that psychology difference is what makes them the difference maker. They're not just adequate. They don't just show up and do what's asked of them. They go above and beyond as a normal modus operandi. This is just their normal way of living. This is just who they are as a person. That's what separates them from the good players. And the thing is, here's what you got to catch. Even though the difference in if you were to measure the difference between the 15 percenters and the five percenters is not that much of a difference. The psychology difference, there is a difference, but it's not that much of a difference. But here's what you got to catch. The rewards they go to the 5% versus the rewards that go to the 15%, the difference is huge. So it's like a small difference in input, but the output difference is like 10 to 100 times different. That's why it's such a big deal to get into the 5% versus being in the 15%. Because what separates the 15% and the 5%, if you were to just look at it with the plain human eye, the difference is you know, maybe, let's see, if I was to put this into numbers, we'll say the difference is maybe anywhere from 2 to 10% difference in inputs in whatever thing you're measuring. But the difference in the outcomes, the results that they get is like 50 to 100 fold difference. That's why this is a big deal. Good players versus difference makers. Now, most people would be happy being involved in anything full of 15% individuals. If you run a company right now, and you got a whole bunch of 15% people in your organization, your organization will do pretty well, given that you know what you're doing. Organization will do pretty well. All right, again, because 15% people, these are good people, upstanding individuals. They are quality, positively intentioned folks. All right, they want to do well. And for the most part, the reason they're in the top 15% is because they do well. All right, these people do well, or they're in their 15%, it's not top 15%, but they're in the 15% because they do well. They intend to do well, and they actually do well on a consistent basis, but they are not top five percenters. And I want you to understand that in any organization, again, you break it down, 80-20 rule, this 20 gets broken up, 5%, 15%. Moving on to point number four. Today's topic, once again, we're talking the 5-15-80 rule. Point number four, now we're here to the 80%. Now we already know the 80-20 rule. 80% of the people produce about 20% of the results. 80% of American taxpayers produce about 20% of the money that goes to the IRS. So when you hear politicians talking about they want certain people who earn above a certain amount of money to, quote unquote, pay their fair share, it's kind of a nonsense talking point because most of the tax dollars that the government collects comes from people in the top 20%. Actually, they're paying more than their fair share. Why? Because they got it. All right. If they were to make everybody pay their, quote unquote, 
their fair share based on being a human who uses the roads about the same amount and you no know, breathes the same air and you no know, uses the same governmental services. Everybody paid the same amount. Well, then the, the amounts would be a whole lot different. All right, the government has uh, created this whole system where they have justified making people who make more money pay more in taxes for. I mean, it doesn't actually make any sense if you really think about it. I mean, the reason that we pay taxes, generally speaking, I'm not a tax attorney, but generally speaking, the reason that we pay taxes is because we use public services, things like the roads. Right? When, we, when you see a construction crew doing road work and fixing the roads or putting up those big green signs on the highways or any type of public service, like the piping that delivers water when you turn on the, the faucet in your kitchen and the water comes on and you know, the, the police or if there's a fire in your neighborhood and the fireman comes or somebody gets hurt and the ambulance comes, all those are public services. I mean, everyone generally uses them about the same amount. Just because somebody has more money doesn't mean it's not like they're driving more miles on the road just because they make more money. So if in the government, again, politicians, many politicians use this whole concept of people who make more money should pay more in taxes. Why? Just because they've achieved more, they should pay more. It doesn't actually add up. If you really think about it, logically, that makes no sense whatsoever. But this has been this this idea has been widely accepted by a lot of folks, people who make more who are the ones who get ostensibly, they don't always get this because they're usually pretty smart. They know how to get around this stuff based on the tax code. But the people who actually disagree with this are the people who are actually making the amount that the government is claiming they want to tax more. They don't agree with this and they can be vocal about it. But because there's so few of them, again, 5% versus 80%, you don't hear their voices. You usually hear the 80%. The whole point being, uh, this is a nonsense argument, but this is not even a topic here today. But when you hear people talking about, and these are the people, let me just finish talking about the 80%, and I'll get into that a little bit more. That was kind of a side note, but not really. The 80% are the people who do little to nothing. Again, 80% of people are producing 20% of the results. 80% of the tax dollars the government collects comes from the top 20%. 20% of the tax dollars come from the bottom 80%. These are the folks who are mediocre. This is, again, in any industry. I'll just use taxes as an example here. But if you're on a sports team, 80% of the players on that team are producing 20% of the winning on the team. Even if the team is winning, 80% of it's coming from the top 20% of the players in a sales organization. 20% of your sales are coming from 80% of your salespeople. These are the mediocre folks. Generally, the bane of the existence of people in the first two groups. Again, people in the 5% and the 15% are not super fond of people who are in the 80%. But again, because of just by sheer numbers, it doesn't benefit the people in the 5% and the 15% to speak out against the 80% because there's not enough people in the 5 and 15% for it to even matter if they were to speak out against them. So they just have to live with it. I've just got to accept it. And because there's so many people in the 80%, what does it matter to talk down to people in the 80%? It's not like they're going to go away. All right. There's just going to be more of them. All right. They inbreed and they have kids. All right. So they're not going away. Now, these are the mediocre folks. They generally are the bane of existence of the people who are high performers. These are the people who, again, when the government talks about taxing the rich, making people pay their fair share, or why they think it's unfair to certain people are at a certain level in life when everybody else is not at that level. All right. When usually those people are at that level based on their own actions or inactions. All right. So when a politician goes on the campaign trail and says, hey, we're going to make sure that people who make a certain amount of money or they just say the rich, whatever that means, or the uber rich or the ultra rich, whatever word they use, the wealthy, whatever phrase they use. And they say, we're going to make sure that these people pay their fair share and the crowd cheers. Now, I guess who's in that crowd? The 80 percent. Because right, you see the people in the top 5 percent and the top 15 percent, right, they're usually not at those rallies because right, they're at work. 
<laughs> All right, they're at work working. They ain't got time for that shit. But anyway, this is a different conversation for a different day. This is a side note here. So this is, and again, when a politician, I talked about this a few episodes ago, why the masses are attracted to chaos and disorder. All right, politicians understand who they got to sell to. All right, if you want to be a politician, any of you once again into politics, understand you got to sell to the masses. All right, you have to talk to the 80%. You're not talking to the 5%. You're not talking to the 15%. Again, there's not enough of them. You want to win an election, you got to win a lot of votes. And each vote is worth the same amount. It's not like the 5%'s vote is worth more than the 80%'s vote. So you got to win the masses. And the masses are in the 80%. I mean, you know how to count, right? 80 is more than five. These are the people you have to convert if you want to win an election. All right. You want to be reach mass popularity, reach critical mass in terms of your message. You got to reach the 80%, not the 5%. There's not enough people in the 5%. And again, people usually end up in 80% based on their own actions or inactions, but they don't want to hear that. You can't go up to an 80% and tell them that. They don't want to hear it. Any 80% you went up to and told them that to their face, if they actually agreed with you and decided to do something different, guess what? They wouldn't be in the 80%. <laughs> They'd be in the 15 or the 5 all right, so the 80% don't want to hear this. All right, and I interact with enough different types of people on a daily basis to know this to be very, very true. I wouldn't call it a fact, but I'll call it a truth. Okay. These are the people who often despise those who are in the top 5% because of what the 5% has, but completely ignores the consistent actions of the 5% versus the actions of them in the 80%. All right, do you see what the 5% is doing every day versus what you're doing every day? Does it make sense that they are where they are and you are where you are? Now, remember, these percentages apply across the board no matter what space we're talking about. OK, so if I go to an event, for example, where the minimum ticket price to get in the room, you got to pay a thousand dollars. OK, I've been to events like this. Uh, actually, I'm going to a few in 2023. You go to an event where the minimum ticket price is a thousand dollars. There are 80 percent is there. All right. There's going to be a five. There's going to be a 15. There's going to be an 80. These are the people who are the 80 percent of the people who are not really listening to the speakers, nor are they taking notes. They don't have an agenda for meeting anyone or making any connections while they're there. They're just there to be there. They go to the event and get no return on investment. These are the people who pay $1,000, travel to the location, don't take any notes, don't get any new information or new insights, don't meet anybody, and then they go right back home and they're happy because they went to the event. These are 80 percenters. I'm letting that one sink in. In professional sports, you have the same breakdown of groups. There are 80 percent of players who come to all the practices and they come to the games, they do what the coach tells them to do, but you never see them in the gym during their off time, working on their games or improving themselves in any way. They don't do anything above and beyond what is required of them to get their paycheck. And I play professional sports. I've seen this. And whatever you do professionally, you've seen it. And I might be talking about you. They do what is required of them, but nothing more than that. In business, again, the same thing. So which group are you in in every aspect of your life? This is a simple question you can ask yourself. You want to be in that top 5%? I mean, I wrote a book on what the third day is about. You know what you got to do. I just described it here today. So I want you to really think about, and you don't have to look at every aspect of life because that might overwhelm you. Look at the top two or three areas of life that you're most focused on right now and ask yourself, are you in the five, the 15, or the 80? And then ask yourself, why are you in the five, the 15, and the 80? And here's a good thing for you to do. When you identify somewhere that you're in the five, ask yourself, why are you in the five? What are the principles and the habits that put you in the 5% and keep you in the 5%? And then take any area in which you are not in the top 5% and ask yourself, do you apply the same principles in that area? The answer is, of course, hell no, you don't. That's why you're not in the top 5%. If you apply the same principles to other areas, you be in the top 5% in everything you do. But no human is perfect. And this is why very few people are in the top 5% in everything. But it's not that it's impossible, simply because of human error, we just don't do it. But now I just gave you the formula for doing so. 
And one way that you can get help getting yourself into the 5%, if you need to deconstruct what is putting you in the top 5% in some area and got you in the 80% in another area. And yeah, I'm looking at you. All right. Join Work On Your Game University. I'll help you directly with this. My coaching program, this is one of the things that I do. I break things down and I put them back together. Right, if you listen to this show, I think you know that. Let's recap today's class, which is the 5-15-80 rule. All right, this is a further breakdown of the 80-20 rule, also known as Pareto's principle or Pareto's principle, also known as 80-20 rule. Understanding that this applies in every aspect of life. Number one, this applies in all industries. It applies in sports. It applies to coaching clients. It applies to employees. If you look at any group, you're going to see the 5, 15, 80 in everything that we do. And you can be in different groups and different aspects of life depending on your habits. Point number two, 5% of people do amazingly well. These are your success stories, your leaders, your overachievers, people who do more than is expected of them. In any group, these are people who show up all the way, all the time. They're the difference makers. They're the people that you want in your organization because they make everybody else raise their level without you having to crack the whip. Number three, 15% of people do well and they're good. These are the 15 percenters. These are the folks who are adequate, do everything you ask them to do. They do what is needed and is expected of them. They're solid, useful contributors. They don't really do anything more than that. They're good players, but they're not difference makers. Difference makers are your 5%. Good players are your 15%. They're good people, upstanding, quality, positively intentioned individuals, but they're not going to go above and beyond. They're going to do pretty much whatever you ask them. That's what they're going to do. Point number four, 8% of people do little or nothing. All right, these are the mediocre folks. They are generally the bane of existence of the first two groups, but you don't hear about it that much simply by sheer numbers. It doesn't make sense to say anything about them because they ain't going away. These are people who despise those in the 5% because they see the outcomes of what the 5% gets, but they're not willing to do the work that the 5%ers are doing. They're not willing to change their mentality the way the 5%ers have. And again, this applies in any group. You put a bunch of millionaires in a room, you're going to have 80%ers and you're going to have 5%ers, you're going to have 15%ers. So this is about relative performance and relative mindset, not absolute. So in professional sports, you got the same breakdown, 80%. In any professional work, you got that same breakdown, 80%, 15%, 5%. So ask yourself, which group are you in in the aspects of your life that matter the most to you? If you're in a 5% somewhere, ask yourself why and how, and then ask yourself, are you applying those same principles to the other areas of your life? All right, this is a simple formula for you to start looking at what changes you need to make and why. All that said, text me, get my daily motivation straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894 and work on your game university.com. That's where you can start working with me directly, get into my coaching programs, get access to all my courses, my exclusive trainings and physical mailings I send out every month, to everyone in the university. That's at work on your game university.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.